Happy 2022. Welcome to Positive Occult Practice with me, Lucifer. I'm going to take a drink of water like I usually do during my podcast. Uh, to bring in the new year, I, I had a very an interesting and beautiful 2021, but also very confusing one, I think, for many of us in 2021. It was a very confusing year, uh, ups and downs. I think for a lot of us financially, um, including socially, it's like, you know, you were like let out of the uh, prison for a little bit and then slightly thrown back in and confusion and a lot of lies going on on many different spectrums. But on the other hand, many of us had, I think, really amazing years also. And it's supposed to be like that, right? It is all one. There's no separation between these kind of things that happen. It's just a cyclic, I guess you would say, motion of life. There is a, never a permanent feeling of ecstasy. There's never a permanent feeling of joy. And there's also never a permanent feeling of disappointment and sorrow, right? These are temporary things and they are meant to be in many ways to complement each other. Um, I'm being a little serious here because I just I feel that it's important to remind people, um, remind people of, of that, that it's not anything abnormal, but hopefully this year will be a little better for all of us. And unfortunately it will not. And, and that's the reality of it. I think as human beings, we, we have this feeling that we are uh, supposed to have great, incredible lives all the time. And maybe that's just living in the United States or in any type of Western world. But that's not how it really, really works. Because if you go to many parts of this country, you'll see problems. But... The best way to do these things are through and and to give you know to give positivity and strength to people not just to ourselves is through our spell work our i guess using our abilities using our i don't want to say talents using our blessings i guess using our gifts, that's the word, to bring some light to some people's uh, lives and bring some darkness also. But it's our responsibility as witches, pagans, etc. to be almost like a therapist of the world. That is kind of our, our job and I think we've forgotten really what that's about. It's not this 
uh, advertisement that we are this or we are that. Being um, an occult practitioner is so much more deeper than that. It's not the... I'm wearing dark clothes and I want to be stand out, which we, we do and we love to do. There's nothing wrong with that. But really, it's so much deeper. And if you're in this practice, the beginning of this practice, you will see that it's really not about that. It's about a deep spiritual connection to our craft and to what we do. And if you have been doing it for a long time and you haven't, I hope you will eventually see that. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else by saying this. I'm just saying 2022, let's get back to what we're really about as practitioners. And that's to help people, not just within ourselves. Today, we're going to be talking about, excuse me. I should have hit the mute mic on that. But uh, today we're going to be talking about tools. Tools in witchcraft. Things that you can use to create a more powerful spell work, possibly, and maybe not. It depends what you and how you use them. That's the that's kind of like I guess you would say the main thing of it, like the the main thing, thing of it. I think it's a terrible sentence. Everything. So you can have a car. If you have a car and you get the basic model, it still drives you, right? You can get all these flashy things inside of it and backup cameras and sensors. If you have a Tesla, you have, you know, it can drive for you, but once you, yeah, and once you have these additions, you're still driving the car, but you're a little bit better at driving the car, maybe, or maybe a distraction. So that's how I see tools in a way. You can put that to anything, not just cars, and it really, you know, you can use it in any kind of. I guess, fashion of of describing what tools are. So you you still are driving the car, but you you can have a a lot more additions to the car. And so our practice, we have additions to to the practice. You can be a practitioner and still not have these tools. You can, you really don't need any of them. And you can still use the energy and power within you and within the universe to manifest. So let's go over a few of the tools. One of the main ones, and I'm going to tell you, is that I feel is an important one. It is a cauldron. Cauldrons are anything that's cast iron. And well, it could be cast iron. I can't say that. Uh, It is used to burn uh, any type of your spell work you can use it for even candle work putting a candle in it burning sigils on paper parchment paper you can also use them to put sage in 
And actually, if it's small enough to walk it around your apartment or your house to cleanse it, it's a safe way to burn things. I did have some terrible experiences in the past of not uh, using a cauldron and try to attempt to use them in uh, glass containers. And uh, they exploded, not just for maybe because of the power, but also because of the heat. And that wasn't very, wasn't very good. Pretty cool looking, but no. A cauldron is actually a representation of the feminine, where you can create whatever you need to create and give birth to it. So it is a symbol of the womb. Now you can use this cauldron to, of course, create spell work, create banishing work, and it's a it is a necessary tool. Do you need it? No, you don't. Should you have it? Maybe. <laughs> the next one I want to talk about is the wand. Do you need a wand? Absolutely not. Should you use one? Sure. I don't. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people that may use wands. Some people get them in the very beginning. I'm not saying if, not to use them because they feel like they need one. You don't need a wand. Uh, there's some beautiful wands that you can find online uh even in moderndruid.com we have a guy named uh tom and we call him Wan tom tom because it's kind of funny but it's also he's a he uses a spindle he makes these beautiful wands and there's nothing wrong with having one it's great as long as you're using it in the proper way it's not just a thing you wave around you have to remember when you're creating spells you're using these tools. The main thing is there's a few things that you should understand. It's focus. The intention is the most important next to focus. And then manifestation. If you, these are your kind of basics for, for spell work, for any type of work. It's about focus, intention, and manifestation. You can not, you don't have to use any of these things. You don't even need a wand. You can actually go get a wand by going into the forest and asking the forest to present you with one and ask permission of the branch or whatever you use that you may use it, it for your work. So you don't need to go out on Etsy and fill your cart worth of $4,000 of material uh, to become a witch or to become a practitioner or a pagan, etc. It's nice too. It's pretty cool to buy these items, but they are not necessary. And if you don't have the money, don't max out your credit card uh, to, to do that because you don't, it's not necessary. The next one I want to talk about is candles. Are candles necessary for magical work? Um, this is something I think is pretty ne pretty necessary. Uh, I feel that I mean candles do amazing things, and it's an actually a very basic way to do your work. Most religions and spirituality spiritual paths spiritual spiritual paths do use candles for various things from anything from christians to buddhists 
to occult practitioners, candles are very, very uh, important in, in the practice. So if you want to doing if you want to do spell work, you should have candles, uh, and you can use your different colors for each one. You can look those up on the internet. What is blue? What is blue used for? What is green used for? If you if you don't if you don't have those certain colors, let's say if you can't afford it, say I can't go out and buy, you know, fifty dollars worth of candles right now. I mean, it's not like you're gonna do spell work every day. You may. But the chances are you're not going to do spell work every day. Just you can use a white candle or a black candle. If you need a book, um, I do suge, suge, uh, recommend uh, to get Mystic Dylan's um, Candle Magic. It's called. You can get that online through Amazon. It's a brilliant book. It will guide you in the in a in a good way to use some basic and some advanced magical work with candles even if you're an advanced person so it's a great reference guide also yes candles i think are pretty necessary but just make sure that you follow the you know the correct procedures i am not saying there's a dogmatic thing there's no dogma in, in our practice but there are some basics that you should use i think that are very important and that is cleansing your candles etc. You always want to cleanse your items. If you buy them from Etsy or you buy them from a spiritual store or an antique shop or a Goodwill, a lot of those places have items that you can use in your witchcraft, but make sure that you cleanse them. I'm not talking about literally cleaning them. I'm talking about literally spiritually cleaning them. It's important. Um, Incense. Incense is important also. It's, of course, used in a lot of religions also and paths. I use off it for offerings. So if I'm making a pact with a spirit or an entity or a god, you giving an offering of incense is very important. And it's been used for thousands of years in all of the spiritual paths as an offering. So if you are doing some work with a spirit or a, you know, a God or a demon, etc., you do want to give an offering and an easy way to do it is actually with incense. I myself, um, I mean, use also incense, but then I use also things like whiskey is good for an offering for certain, you know, deities or spirits, because when you do ask them, to work with you, it's not helping you. Uh, you you should give an offering because there is a deal. Everything is back and forth between each other. You don't just go into a relationship and take take take. It's about giving back and forth. So we have candles, we have cauldrons, we have wands, we have. Let's see, what else do we have? Altars. Are they necessary? No. Should you have one? Possibly. Are they fun? Yes. <laughs> Very fun. Altars, especially especially when you really want to decorate them and like make them awesome. The only problem is some people are in the, in the uh, broom closet. So when you're in the broom closet, it's a little bit uh, more... 
I would say complicated because, you know, you don't want to leave it out and people are, you know, especially if you live in in a, uh, in your home with your parents and they're Christian or not necessarily Christian, but they raised you a certain religion or any, any religion. And you don't want them to find out, you know, the best thing to do is for you to maybe have a little candle or have some items that you can put away each time that you want to do some ritual work, ritual work. Can I speak today? <laughs> um, so that's, that's, that's a way you can do it. You could also put it in your closet, literally, and then you just open up your closet. Just remember when you're doing candle work, you have everything uh, shut off. <laughs> um, another recommendation is don't do it or leave them or put them in your bedroom. Uh, I've had instances, an incident over years that, I've, that I learned that years ago I... I had my altar in my bedroom and I wasn't getting good sleep and having lucid dreams and visions, which I embraced. But then I was wondering why. And it's because your altar is very, has a lot of power, especially when you have a lot of crystals and, and a lot, there's a lot of energy work around it. And you don't want that really in your bedroom. You want that separately. And if you don't have one, say if you say you have in a studio apartment, uh, it's a little rough, but what you can do is you can get a, a divider. So, and it's not really going to stop the energy, but it will kind of like create a little bit of a boundary uh, in between you and the uh, altar. That's an idea. Doesn't mean that it's necessary, but you really shouldn't put it in your bedroom or do your spell work there. You want to kind of have that out because. When you're sleeping, you're sleeping. When you're doing work, anything else, the bedroom is really for two things. Sleep, possibly some reading, and sex. And when you start putting other things in there, like meditation and stuff, you can't meditate on your bed. You know what's going to happen. You're going to fall asleep. Now, sex you can have anywhere. But anyways. Uh, crystals. Yes, crystals, I think, are part of uh, the the craft that is slowly slowly developed into being used by the craft some uh, practitioners probably wouldn't agree especially which practitioners I think it's, it's been more accepted and the reason is, is because the craft evolves all the time and it should be evolving and your practice should be evolving using crystals you can create a lot of energy when I meditate, I use the crystals. I usually, if I am using the crystals during that time, I will hold them in my hand or let them sit in my hand, whatever I'm working with. Of course, I leave them on my altar. They're, it's, it's, a, it's a powerful being. I feel a crystal. So yes, I think you can use them. And, and is it necessary? No, because they can be expensive. You know, like... If you meet your average practitioner, pagan, whatever, uh, spiritual person, you're, you're probably find that they have a billion rocks, not billion crystals in their home. Um, tarot cards. I started using tarot cards in, in, in the last year. And I at first was a little hesitant to use them because I didn't know exactly how to use them. Well, I mean, I studied them using a thing called a book. And 
kind of guided me through in that way. And I never really like learned it from somebody else. And most people don't. So, you know, you could find some, most decks will come with a, uh, you know, to read the decks, you can read them and see what each card means. And it's not just about the reading part. It's what you're feeling. It's how you feel toward the deck too. So when you, if you ever get a deck, you should hold it like any object that you get to work in your craft. You should be holding a cauldron, the wand, a uh, crystal, and make sure that it's going to work with you and it's going to work for you. That's the main thing. You don't want to just get something because it looks pretty. And if you get a deck, you should hold the deck and see if it's going to work for you. If you feel good about it, if you feel that's going to work. Um, so when you're doing the cards, it's about putting the intention and manifesting it, right? So it's not about just flipping cards over. It's about actually, you know, feeling the connection to them. So that's why when, like I was saying before, to learn the cards is to learn the meaning of the cards. And you, as you do them, you will actually slowly learn what each one means. But it's also the feel of the card. Like, what am I feeling at this moment with this certain image? What is it telling me? But I think that's with all these tools. And there's other tools, right? Like, there are broomsticks. There are um, knives. People use knives, you know, in their practice. It's all up to you. Should you use the tool? It's up to you. If you use a tool in your in your craft, brilliant. Use it. If it makes you feel and you can direct your energy through it. Remember, these tools are just ways to transfer energy. They're not something itself being magical. Yes, I mean, they have the properties of magic in them, but everything does. You can pick up a spoon and use it as a wand literally so don't think that each one of these are just objects they are they contain energy and when you focusing your energy using your own energy uh, through the tool to create and manifest that is what you're really doing like i said it's just like a car you can have a basic model but once you have all these gadgets the right is going to probably be better. Um, I think that's it. And it's really basic. If you want to go online, you look up tools, or if you've already been a practitioner, you probably just heard me and you're just like, yeah, I know all this shit. But really, it's your relationship to each one of these tools. A few things that we have coming up in 2022 is I am going to be having a co-host and she is amazing. She is a druid, Morgana from Modern Druid. I am really excited to have her on. I'm probably going to have her on once or twice a month, including future guests. I'm going to have Daniel Orsino again back on and uh, talk about her new book and talk about some other things maybe spiritually connected. And I hope you um, will continue to join us for 2022. I really appreciate every one of you 
And uh, I'm thinking about getting some shirts made for the podcast also. Because I think that would be super dope. But anyways, all my love to everybody. Have a good new year. Uh, check out the new meditation will be out on Sunday. So use your meditation to help increase your energy and guide your spiritual practice. Love all of you. Infernal blessings.